Alan Schimmel, Security Boulevard, and we're here for another security chat. We've got a great security chat today. We are going to be speaking with Ofer Israeli, a CEO and founder of Elusive Networks. And Elusive is becoming, uh, making quite a name for itself with deception technology for security. Ofer, welcome to Security Chats. Thank you, Alan. Good to be here. Thank you. So, Ofer, let, let's start off with... Well, let's start off with the premise that our audience sort of knows, you know, how how bad the potential pitfalls of, of you know, poor poor cybersecurity and poor cyber security hygiene can be. But let's 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 jump from there into deception technology. What you know, what first of all, what exactly do we mean by it? Sure. Yeah. So, so as you said, I think it's uh, now a, a common uh, knowledge of in, that we see across the globe of these really sophisticated attackers performing Im- immense damage to organizations. Obviously, has profound effects. Um, I think deception over the last few years has proved to be a technology and the means to actually thwart these types of attacks. Uh, what we dub as the low probability, high impact attacks, attacks that don't hit you maybe every day. But when they do hit you, and if they're successful, they have immense effects on the organization and, and everything that uh, that entails. Um, so deception is, is an interesting field because it's evolved uh, quite drastically over time. Uh, looking back at maybe early 2000s, uh, when the world of honeypots was kind of born and raised, we had a lot of um, research honeypots where people were really putting up entities um, hoping the attacker would hit that honeypot and then researching what the attacker's methods and methodologies are and uh, gaining that kind of insight. Uh, And while that was great from a research perspective, it didn't really make sense from a corporate protection perspective because this was high maintenance. You needed to set up the servers, maintain them, configure them. It was a lot of overhead. But over the last few years, uh, the concept of a distributed deception was born where the idea was really to go out and productize these types of solutions and make them fit and relevant for organizations which have this this big problem to solve for. Um, Distributed deception really talks about how you can deceive the attacker throughout all of the network. So distributed, right? So it's going to be confronting the attacker on each turn and each place that he looks. And uh, over the last uh, couple of years, and what uh, we've uh, looked at, and I think where this field has gone, is automated and autonomous distributed deception, where the idea is that you can learn an environment in an autonomous, uh, autonomous manner and build out deceptions that are custom tailored to that specific organization and each and every node inside the organization in a way that really does surface and catch the worst of the worst of attackers. Yep. So, Ofer, you know, you hit it dead on. Maybe I'm showing my age. But back in the day, to me, deception technology was setting up honeypots. And it was, you know, primarily for research. We used to set up honeypots and, and use that to help figure out, you know, for our, the intrusion prevention system that we had developed. For instance, you know what 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 was what was being seen in the wild, so to speak. But then, of course, when I you know it's still secure. The company I helped co-found, we started selling a lot to the DoD and and you know the Secretary of Defense. And 
you know, that's where I was first sort of exposed to this idea of, you know, purposeful deception, if you will, right, where you would lead potential attackers down a path and, you know, to, to help find out kind of what they were doing and how they were thinking and how they were acting, as well as to make sure you, well, not only didn't give up anything valuable, but also, you know, had them under control. And, and from what you're saying, though, this has, this type of technology has, has really progressed quite a bit over the last few years. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. <clears throat> so I think uh, what, what's happened is it's been more fitted for organizations, uh, as you mentioned, Department of Defense and, and other st such institutions have the knowledge, have the experience, have the capability to go out and craft deceptions that would, uh, that would catch these types of attackers. But most organizations don't have those um, capabilities within um, that's one bit. And the second bit is that, you know, when you're talking about large organizations, uh, you really have to make sure that you can also handle this from a scalability perspective. Um, so when you think about, you know, the biggest corporations in the world, they have hundreds of thousands of entities and users on their networks. Are you able to build a deception posture that would be relevant for the worst of attackers and be able to catch them? And that's how this, this kind of um, field has evolved to allow this product to be relevant for these types of attackers without incurring the overhead and the costs associated with it previously. Got it. And so, so for it seems like if a, if a network is of a sufficient size or an organization is of a sufficient size and resources, they can kind of craft a deception strategy and implement it perhaps on their own, or would it still pay for them to use sort of an elusive or, you know, a, a company like elusive, but, you know, that's, that's, I also believe that, you know, there's a handful of organizations in the world that are capable of doing security by themselves as well. Most of them need security help and, um, you know, beyond just mere, beyond just tools. And, you know, the, the bulk of, and even rather large enterprises, the bulk of them fall into a, they need the help. And, and is it the same with deception technology where even though they have, you know, they're not small networks, they, they can't do this themselves. And then I wonder, is there a bottom where, look, the network's not big enough to really be helped by something like a, a, an elusive network solution? Right. Um, so first of all, I think that, um, um, yes, organizations do need help. I agree with your statement that um, at the end of the day, you know, this is a challenge, right? You have a very sophisticated adversary. The adversary knows what they're doing. They're doing it very well. They're willing to invest very heavily to go uncovered and undiscovered. Um, it's not easy, especially if on the other side, to bring that knowledge and, and expertise to, to thwart these types of attacks. Um, so in general, I agree that I think we can all be constantly doing a better job in terms of our security understanding and how to build out our defenses and, and so on and so forth. With deception, I think it's even more so the case because while theoretically I can think of how I would set up different deception campaigns and so on and so forth, when that meets reality, it's not a practical means to do it in a manual process. And I'll talk even about 
take a, a fairly small organization. Let's take a, a 5,000 user organization. Um, not a huge one, not a, a fantastic size, yet building out now different deception campaigns that would really trick and fool these types of attackers in an environment that has the number of roles, the number of departments, the number of business flows that happen in such an organization, it really becomes uh, unmanageable on a manual basis. Um, moreover, if you look at them, how organizations evolve over time, you really wanna make sure that it's, it's not a one-time thing. You don't set up a deception posture and you're done. You have to evolve as the organization evolves and change and make sure that you're fit to every point in time that that organization uh, exists in. Um, so I think it is something that needs to be automated. It is something that needs to be handled uh, in general. And uh, also maybe specifically, we talked about a 5,000 endpoint organization or 5,000 user organization. What happens when you go up the scale, right? And when you talk about now 100,000 people organization or a half million people organization, these are numbers that there is no way that it can be done in a manual manner. Got it, got it, got it. So, you know, well, let's stay on this of sort of the kinds of organizations that are, are deploying this type of technology. It's specific verticals offer, is it the usual suspects, financial services, healthcare, technology, perhaps government? Yep. So it is the usual suspects. With Elusive, we've been fortunate to have success across pretty much all of the verticals. But um, the usual suspects that you just pointed out are definitely adopters of the solution. I think they're at high risk. They see these types of attacks and, and hence they're investing in uh, advanced means in order to, to catch these attackers. Got it. Now, so we, we've spoken about sort of the, the, the space, if you will. Let's, let's talk specifically about Elusive Ofer. What, what sets Elusive apart yeah, you, know, you know, there are other deception technology vendors. What what sets Elusive apart? Yeah, that's right. There, there's uh, multiple different deception vendors in this space. I think that goes hand in hand with the traction that this space has got in the market, with the adoption that it's got across different companies. So I'm happy to see that there are quite a few vendors out there and quite a few offerings, and it just it just gives validation to the importance part of this as a security strategy. Um, with Elucent specifically, really, when you look at, at deception today, it's really uh, built out into two different kind of buckets. Um, bucket number one has evolved from the honeypot arena. So it's taking the approach of taking a honeypot, improving on it, productizing it, and really uh, building a, a more manageable honeypot, which brings its own value and is great and is important as well. Uh, but it also has uh, some challenges uh, in the sense of uh, a being a honeypots being passive entities and um, kind of sitting there and waiting for the attacker to maybe find them and maybe it doesn't. Uh, Elusive's approach is uh, quite different uh, where our technology is called Deceptions Everywhere. And the idea is that we reach out to all of the nodes in the network and we're able to plan deceptions in all of the sources of information that attacker is grabbing from those nodes in order to learn the organization. So literally what we're doing is we're taking the phase where the attacker needs to orient himself and propagate. And this is an iterative process. 
and disrupting that process by cutting off the orientation phase. That is fooling him at the orientation phase. And ideas, as I mentioned, deceptions everywhere. Everywhere that he looks, he's deceived. Every piece of information may be false. This is, on the one hand, provides very high fidelity detection. It's a very silent system, but when it alerts, it's one that you can trust and one that you can actually count on as being a real alert. Um, but on the other hand, from a prevention perspective, it also puts the attacker in a completely different game because it slows down his activity. He can't trust anything anymore. He doesn't know what he can touch and what he can't touch. And this becomes a different ballpark for the attacker, a challenge that he hasn't faced to date. Got it. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Offer, as I, as I mentioned to you off, off uh, mic earlier, the, the time here goes really quick. And we're, we're, we're approaching the end. We just have a, another couple of moments or two left. But, um, you know, we're about to come to a new year. Uh, what do you see for, you know, looking in your crystal ball, what do you see for 2018 for the, the deception technology market in, in general and elusive networks in particular? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we're going to see even a, a higher growth and adoption of deception. I think that um, the, um, the market has built quite nicely over the last few years and even in a more immense and uh, a higher growth in the last month. Um, and we're, what we're going to see in 2018 is a, a whole jump in terms of adoption, in terms of organizations. So I think that's true for deception in general. With Elusive specifically, um, we've been very fortunate to have great success uh, uh, throughout the year and previous years, but um, we're wrapping up a great year. Um, and uh, what we expect in 2018 is to continue to hit very high growth uh, metrics um, and really help protect organizations of the world of different sizes. So the adoption that we're seeing in smaller organizations with limited security staff and the adoption we're seeing across some of the biggest brand names and biggest companies in the world. Fantastic. Um, Ofer, before we wrap up, I, I negligently didn't ask you this up front. Where can people find out more information about Elusive? Yeah, absolutely. So I encourage everybody to visit our website, elusivenetworks.com. There is a, a lot of data there that you can, uh, um, you can consume and use to educate yourself. And obviously, um, we'll be happy to be in touch and provide a demo to anybody that's interested and fills in that request. Okay. Ofer Israeli, CEO, uh, founder of Elusive Networks. Thanks for being our guest on this episode of Security Boulevard Chats. Um, continued success with Elusive Networks. And certainly, deception technology is, is a, an area that, if you're not familiar with, you, sh you should be looking into it. Thanks a lot, Ofer. Um, thank you so, thank you so much, Alan, for having me. Not a problem. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for Security Boulevard Chats. We'll see you out on the uh, street on the next chat soon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.